Kruta, that is greetings to our listeners on this special episode of Over Underrated with me, Babs, and my co-host, Fran. I am speaking Dutch to you. Why? Because this is a Netherlands special. I have invited one of uh, my close friends, big musical influence from my youth, Lisa Lotte-Smets, who is a Flemish lady living in the Netherlands, and she's come with 10 underrated Dutch bands that she thinks we would enjoy, and so would you. There's a lot of indie and pop fare, so if that's your kind of genre, listen on and see you on the other side. Or as the Dutch say, aan de andere kant. I'm very sorry. Welcome to the Over Underrated Podcast with Fran and Babs. Is it over or underrated? Welcome by Onze Neuste Aflevering in Nederland Special. Woo! Hi Fran, that was my best Dutch and of course I apologise to all our Dutch speakers. I can see our special guest absolutely pissing herself in the background. How are you Fran? Hello everyone in the Netherlands and beyond. I am fine. I've been watching a bit of the Women's World Cup today. Apart from football, have you been listening to any new music recently? Yeah, I've been listening to Georgia. She's been dropping singles. Love Georgia. She's got a nice, lovely early 90s vibe. She's great live. So I'm looking forward to that album being released soon. How about yourself? Uh, Just before, have you seen Georgia live? I did. In fact, she was the second ever um, artist to see after lockdown. And the first one was obviously S Club Party. <laughs> nice. When I say party, I mean two. Tina and Bradley. Oh dear. But she followed um, them and was yeah, I I d I don't know, but she did live drumming and everything. So yeah, she Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I saw her supporting the kills uh, in cool. uh, VK in Brussels and that that was a really great show because I liked her as well. I already knew her from her from her first album, but it seems like she's breaking through maybe a little bit more mm-hmm. now with and with the album coming out as well. But yeah, musically, I wanted to talk about a Dutch festival that I went to early this year, Best Kept Secret, which was absolutely incredible. I went at the beginning of June. I'd never been to it or any kind of Dutch festival. My esteem for Dutch organization and vibes rose in spades. It was it was really well organized. There was a lake and we went swimming in it every day. When it's 30 degrees, it's great. And what was quite interesting was because it was at the beginning of June, I feel like I saw a lot of bands that were on it then at Glastonbury and other places before. So I, my highlights were, I would say, Young Fathers and um, Billy No Mates and Christine and the Queens and um, Sudan Archives, for example. And I think all of those or almost all of those were at Glastonbury and then got the hype afterwards as well. So it really feels like a like the first festival of the summer. Um, so yeah, highly, highly recommended if you if you want to make it over to the Netherlands. But we're not alone today. We have a guest who, in fact, I went to uh, Rock Vector 2008 with friend of the podcast, Lisa Lotta Smets. Hello, Lisa Lotta. Hi. How are you doing? What music have you been listening to? I am good, a little bit tired after Dave's work, but otherwise doing fine. Uh, recently, I think I probably listened to the new Nothing But Thieves album the most, um, which I wasn't instantly smitten with, I must say. I was with the first albums, but the new one, it's growing on me. It's not bad at all, but uh, it's taking a bit longer for me to get used to it. I think it's a bit less edgy than the other albums. So, yeah, I like it when it's a bit more, um, how do you say that? versatile I suppose yeah 
the first albums are a bit more going in all sorts of directions and then this last one is a bit more just generic rock pop which oh, is dear. fine <laughs> but yeah it's it's just it, it's still their sound but it's not as edgy i think as as the rest but yeah it's growing on me it's uh, definitely not a bad album you like nothing but thieves right from um <laughs> I like <laughs> um sometimes his voice is a bit too he, um theatrical for me sometimes he, he seems to try a bit too hard um but i know i do so when he he brings his voice his vocal down a bit i do enjoy a couple of singles i have heard of a new single i, I didn't realize I had an album out so i should probably give it a check well you say it's not very good i'll, I'll probably check it out anyway <laughs> no no it is find... very good it is very good do go check it out <laughs> He's a bit like Matt Bellamy, isn't he, in his vocal style? Oh, Fran, what a person to bring up, because in my facts about Lisa Lotta, uh, so Lisa Lotta and I have been friends, I ch- had to think about this Lisa Lotta for over 20 years. Or... A long time, yes. <laughs> a long time. We sat next to each other in French class in school we in did. Luxembourg, and um, while we are doing an episode about the Netherlands, uh, Lisa Lotta is Flemish, so originally from, from Belgium. And we bonded over our mutual love of Muse. And Lisa Lotta was such a big Muse fan that she was, in fact, a moderator on their website. So, yeah, Lotta, do you want to talk about your love for Muse and estimate how many times you've seen them live? Well, actually, I saw them just, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? For Well, I, I've lost count of how many times <laughs> I've seen them. I would guess it's around 20 times. Nice. But, yeah, how did you manage to be a, a moderator on the website? So, in, the, in like, the early 2000s. <laughs> By being very, very obsessed with them <laughs> um, and also spending a lot of time on their forum. Uh, yeah, I just, and I knew, I guess I knew the right people on the forum who managed it. And then they were asking for new people to, uh, to become moderators. And I said, yes, please. And they agreed. So at one time, it could actually have landed me something quite nice because they were inviting all the moderators to one of the gigs in London, but I was. 17 or 18 and it was on a school night and no my parents were not going to let me go to london on a school night even though definitely not by myself and they were not going to take time off uh, from work to take me so. although i think maybe when we were 17 me and you did go to london with your mom which was a lovely experience so a yeah, shame that it didn't match up with uh with uh with seeing Muse. what was um what you know, when you think about forums and I think, you know, you think about Twitter now, were there any kind of annoying trolls or was it mostly civil? Oh, it was definitely mostly civil. Um, and I did meet up okay. with quite a lot of people that I met on there, one of which I now live with. Um, I was going to say, your partner of how many years? Um, I'm not very good at counting. 17, I think. It was 2006. So if you count back, that's 17 years, right? Nice. So yeah, yeah, we know we did meet up with people from uh, from the forum, and uh, they were all very nice. I lost touch with most of them, but yeah. But the key, the one key person. Um... <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did keep him, and I will keep him. <laughs> okay. You're hearing that, Martin? She's going to keep you, all right? So uh, there we go. <laughs> but yes, why why are we doing the Netherlands? So, Lisa Lotta, you've lived in the Netherlands now for I'm going to guess ten years. A bit more, yeah. Well, on and off. I did. I moved here in two thousand and eight, and then I spent another couple of years uh, studying in Belgium. But yeah, on and off uh, since two thousand and eight. But yeah, as a teenager, actually, I don't think I ever really listened to any Dutch music, um, and well, at least not any indie or alternative rock music. 
there was probably some music out there in other genres that the Netherlands is famous for, like uh, like the Banger Boys. Yes, and like DJ Tiesto and whatever. But I was not into that. Like, I think you mentioned at some point that at that age you were quite snobby and like you only wanted to listen to the cool oh, yeah. events. I was Come the on, same. Absolutely, we were the same. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So I was only going for whatever indie music was out there, and there was just not that much Dutch yeah. music out there. I thought. And well, with the exception of a couple of very popular ones that I probably found out through Belgium, because I did find out about quite a lot of Belgian music through my cousins and my Belgian family. But yeah, I, I, I don't really know now why I didn't really listen to any Dutch music, because it is out there. But I only really found out once I got a Dutch boyfriend and moved here. So, uh, and I think actually right now still there's a lot of Dutch music that's not known outside of the Netherlands. And well, now I think that's really a shame. I didn't uh, think that back when I was a teenager. But uh, yeah, now I think really a lot of people should know more music from the Netherlands because there's a lot out there. Today I found out about more bands that I didn't know. So it's still growing and there's so much out there. And a lot of it's really good. So there's stuff out there for, for people to listen to. Absolutely. For sure. Like, so the list that you made, I knew one band and that's because I saw you in February and you told me about them. But Fran, I don't think yeah. you knew any of the uh, any of the bands, right, from the list? No, I had never heard of any of the 10 songs and I shared it with my one Dutch friend and who also had never heard of any of the bands really? on the playlist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Because, I, well, I, they're not very famous Dutch bands, but I figured there'd be at least a few that most Dutch people would know. Well, we're not, they're not a mass, they're not a massive music fan like we are. But, uh, but also, I, when you sent me that list, I didn't know what scale, like how big they were. Already, obviously, you've got some who've only got maybe eight thousand Spotify view, uh, monthly views, or some are quite small. But yeah, yeah um, for, for me personally, uh, Dutch music always seems to be dance music related. Um, I don't know really any sort of like alternative or indie bands really from the Netherlands. Is the big one, I think. The- the big one right now yeah i was really surprised because like i've dipped into dutch music i think just from living in belgium right where um you do hear some stuff on the radio and lisa lotta told me that she almost put i can't pronounce their name you're gonna have to pronounce it what's the hip-hop band called can you say it the jurgt van tegenwoordig thank you very much uh, a lot of hers in there that i don't know where to place and that's a hip-hop band as well and i, I only really know one song and I, I think i'm more of a hip-hop fan now but lotta i don't think you are so much but you know, I know Indian Askin and Be in 1991, Pip Blom, I would say, are kind of the, the ones that I've enjoyed the most. But I, I was like, oh, for sure I'm going to know one or two bands that Lotta's going to put on there. And then it's like, oh no, really? Like, There's a lot. There's a lot out there um, that we don't know. And yeah, some really great songs that, that you've picked, I thought. But um, yeah, I wanted to ask you about whether you think it's that kind of small country, country syndrome thing. Because as much as I love Best Kept Secret... From what I could tell, like band-wise, not DJ-wise, but band-wise, there was one Dutch band. One in the whole festival. And I was like, this is such a missed opportunity to kind of promote local talent. And like every single other band was basically English, American or Australian. French, you know, Kristen and the Queens as well. But I was really like, wow, to have this festival where, okay, it's a little bit international, but like it is still mostly Dutch people. And to not put on any Dutch bands, that really surprised me. And it reminded me of a conversation that I had with a friend of mine when I was telling her that I'd found this um, Dutch TV show on Netflix that I really liked, Anne Plus. 
And she was like, oh, like, I, she's Dutch. And she's like, I never really watch Dutch TV shows because they're always crap. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, how can you have that attitude? Surely there's something good. So yeah, I, I wonder if you thought if that's it's small country syndrome or something else going on. Uh, it could be, although I have been to a few festivals where they have had a lot of uh, Dutch bands. So okay. generally, uh, do you know the Lowlands Festival? I've heard of Lowlands, yes. That one will generally have at least quite a few uh, Dutch bands. Um, but yeah, like I suppose the bigger festivals such as Pink Pop, they will focus on having major international acts. And down the Although they, they also have some Dutch ones, but so yeah, they aim for big crowds. So that's probably why they want more international names mm-hmm. um, to draw in uh, all the people. But yeah, no, I I wouldn't necessarily say that fa- that smaller festivals would try and get international acts as well. I mean, there's plenty of smaller festivals happening all around the country where um, national bands are playing and they, they basically go from festival to festival within the Netherlands. So right. there's definitely some smaller festivals out there that really focus on the local bands. Yeah, that's interesting because my experience of smaller Belgian festivals, so the two I'm thinking of is Rock Herc and Absolutely Free Festival, where it's like, those are very, very local festivals. At Rock Herc, I think I heard two French-speaking women and that was it. And at Absolutely Free Festival, everyone was Flemish. But what they do is like, the two headliners at international acts or the two or three headliners or per day, but then everyone else is Belgian. And I'm like, that's quite the nice way of like, you're attracting the people with the, with the big headliners, but like even, you know, the 1 PM bands being an indie band from Liverpool rather than an indie band from Utrecht, you know, like it's a real, surely it's also cheaper for you guys now to, to book this bands. I don't know, but, uh, but yeah, I'm really glad that you've, yeah, you've put this playlist together and um, it's obviously very, I'm going to say rock pop electro oriented. I know that's vaguely your music taste. And I think, yeah, for me and Fran too. Over underrated. If you had to name like, let's say three more local Dutch festivals for, for good music, what would you say not to, to recommend? To uh, there is one very close to where I live in Delft. I forget the name, so I'm going to Google it. Well, lots of Googles it. I would say that I, I visited Lotta. She lives near Delft and I went to Delft for the first time in my life. It is a beautiful town. Would recommend a visit. With Dutch radio, does it have any rules like France where you have to have so many bands singing in your native language? Or... Nope. Because you're looking at this, a lot of these acts on here are singing in English. Does that hurt Dutch music? Because mm, No. I would say um, English language uh, music is more popular, as it is probably almost everywhere. But it did surprise me I, as I was researching just how much Dutch language music there is out there. And most of it's pop music, mm-hmm. but there is some good, um, more rocky, electronic-y Dutch language music out there. And I was really surprised how much is out there and um, how much of it I don't know, actually. Yeah. This is the thing. Um, you're a music fan, right? And you don't, And you're living in the Netherlands and you don't know about it. I guess, like... I don't know, you have to listen to radio or maybe live in a smaller town where you just see that anyone that passes through that venue um, to, to know. I, I know that, is it, <laughs> let me try this. Drivor 12, how do you say 12? Drivor 12, yes. Drivor 12, I've seen, they. It's. I guess it's like the Radio 1 live lounge equivalent. You know, they often have bands coming to play live and I've seen so many, usually Belgian bands in their videos, but I've never actually listened to it as a as a radio station. But is there an equivalent to Studio Brussels or... Are they the equivalent or? 
There is, yes. Yeah. So DFM is the Dutch equivalent to Studio Brussel in um, Belgium. And they used to be quite uh, oriented to rock and that kind of music, alternative music. But they've gone a bit more mainstream now. I, I suppose they want to reach a, a larger audience. A wider audience. Yeah. So, so did you find that festival in Delft? I did. It's called Westerpop. Mm-hmm. And we went two, about two weeks ago and they had, surprisingly, they had stereo MCs who are not, uh, obviously not uh, Dutch. Uh, still quite fun to see. <laughs> but they had all the other bands I had never heard of and they were all Dutch bands. Um, one of them was called My Baby, which I think has quite a lot of, well, comparatively many um, listeners on Spotify. I, I had never heard of them. Um, yeah, and they they also have an international stage where okay. they share, um, but they give bands from all over Europe a, a chance to play. And it's I think it's like a, an exchange program or something where they have other That's festivals lovely. around <laughs> Europe where they do. I mean, yeah, it is really. That's so nice. So there was a, a German band that I'd never heard of, and there was a French hip hop band who actually sang in French as well in the Netherlands. And everyone was really loving it. Nice. It was really weird, but it was really nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So lots, lots of hidden gems, lots of underrated bands in the Netherlands. We, Absolutely. We so yes. let's get into your playlist, Lotta. What's your first choice? All right. So my first choice, actually, I, I don't know if you noticed, I put them in chronological order. Oh, I actually hadn't. No. And the first one is all the way back from 1997. By the way, I went with chronology as it was... Uh, noted in Spotify. I don't know if it's all correct. That's okay. So... I don't think we have enough fans to come and correct you, and I certainly <laughs> haven't done enough research to do it. <laughs> Spotify is okay. Amazon's just chaos. So Spotify usually is in order of release. All right. Yeah. So it's um, it's the band Johan. I, by the way, no idea why their name is Johan because no, Johan is a Dutch first name, but no one in the band is called Johan, <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> why not? Like James. Like James yeah, in the UK. Basically, yes. And the song that I picked is Everybody Knows from their self titled first album. Actually, I think Johan is probably the epitome of an underrated Dutch indie band because they are, but not, they're not necessarily very popular nowadays in the Netherlands. But when you were a teenager into indie music in the early noughties, you would have known them and you would have been a fan. Uh, I only found out about them when I moved here, when I got a Dutch boyfriend. Um, but in 2008, um, there's an influential Dutch music magazine that made a list of the 100 best Dutch albums. And one of their albums ranked number four. And all of their albums was in the, were in the list. Um, so I this is one of those bands where I'm like, how did I not know about them hmm. as a teenager into Dutch music, uh, into alternative music and they were so popular at the time and consistently received critically acclaimed reviews everybody seemed to love them and I had never heard of them before moving to the Netherlands like how seriously I don't get it but and they have an interesting history as well after their first album they actually got a deal to go to the US where um, they were meant to do a big tour and it was meant to be their big, big breakthrough, but somehow that their record company pulled out the plug and they never really understood why. 
So they came back to the Netherlands and uh, Jaco de Greu, who's um, the main guy in the band, other people have uh, left the band, but he's been like the, the main figure in the band. And he got a major depression after that happened in the US, obviously, because, well, mm -hmm. <laughs> they were going to go to the US to make it. And then suddenly, without a proper reason, they were sent back home. Uh, and then after he thankfully got over that depression, he wrote the second album, which became even more popular in the Netherlands than their first one. So it's been, even after that album, they've had uh, quite a tumultuous time, I think, because he's been dealing with the recurring depression, which is also why their album have, albums have taken quite a long time to uh, come out. So there's quite large gaps between their albums. I think it's... Uh, probably five, seven years, five to six years each time. Mm -hmm. But so, uh, yeah, no, they've had rave reviews almost every time. And uh, yeah, there's actually, I think there's another album meant to come out later this year. I was going to say they're still together, right? They're still going. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. Um, I think so. The the singer, Jakob is the only one who's still in it. Yeah, yeah. As Everyone else has either left or gone back and then left again. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and um, the reason I picked this song is just simply because I like this one the best. Okay. So yeah. It's a bit louder, I think, than most of their other stuff. Fran, what did you think? Does everyone know or are you left in the dark? Sorry. Well, I'm, I'm a fan of a pun. Keep them coming. <laughs> so we previously discussed a band called Teenage Fan Club. Yep. And this did. to me sounds exactly like Teenage Fan Club. I didn't actually um, realize the year, so I guess the nineties would be the same era. But yeah, with the power pop, power pop, like it's got like uh, a breezy melody that I enjoy, kind of forgettable lyrics. Um, it kept my interest, but at one point it starts to, to sort of grind down. It goes acoustic, and I was ready for something to then happen, but it doesn't deliver anything at the end. So I was waiting for a surprise, and it didn't end of a surprise was a bit of a letdown but yeah i enjoyed it but i listened to oceans and i think i prefer oceans is that their biggest hit in holland because that's the top song on spotify uh, i said I holland think... i mean i mean definitely sorry <laughs> uh, as someone as somebody who's brought, brought up in the uk for the first 30 years of my life they call the Netherlands Holland. Listen, so <laughs> I, think even I think I've seen even Dutch people do that. So it's it's okay. It's yeah, okay. it depends on where you're from in the Netherlands. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it does happen. It's only the last 10 years, suddenly football has now changed it to the Netherlands. So it's like, I need to convert my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, similarly to France. So when it started, I was like, oh, this is a bit more, let's say, twee. I thought I wouldn't like it. But it has nice flourishes that I appreciated. So I really like the harmonies. I like it when the kind of unexpected heavier guitars come in and it sounded to me almost like the contrast the guitars have in Just by Radiohead where you've got Johnny Greenwell going and then everything else is kind of calmer. Uh, so it sounds very much of its time. But yeah, I listened to it three times and I was like, this is fine, but I didn't save it. And actually, I think maybe it might be the song I liked the least on the playlist. So you will see my enthusiasm rise. Um... <laughs> I didn't hate any songs on your on your place, which doesn't surprise me because I know you fairly well and your music taste. So I was like, well done, Lotta. You've, you've put some good stuff on here. Um, but yes, I wasn't expecting a, a sound in the Netherlands like this in the 90s because I just don't associate this sound with the Netherlands. But of course it would filter through because the Netherlands is a very, let's say, Anglophile place and you know, with the Get British TV and Get British Music. So why wouldn't they have a band that sounded like 
other similar bands of the era. So yeah, uh, I saw that it was Seymour Stein who listened to their music and really liked them. So he was the guy who was, I think he discovered Madonna or something. So I was really surprised to see his name pop up in relation to this. And yeah, it's such a shame. That must have been so difficult like to think like, wow, you know, the Stutch band, we're going to break America. There's interest there and then for it not to happen. That's uh, that's a real tragedy. So at least, you know, I guess they have the comfort of being big in the Netherlands, but uh, it is a shame that they're not better known outside. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I. what you said about the song Oceans, I think that one's from the second album. I'm not entirely sure. I'm very bad with chronology between bands. It's okay. We Google a lot during the recordings, Lotta, so don't, don't worry. <laughs> it's uh, the 2006 album. Oh, right. So that's the third one, yes. But the second one, I think, is probably the one that on, a, on average gets the highest ratings from everyone. And I think the most famous song from that one is called tumble and fall but it's all in the same genre so yeah i saw that um it said that their influences were the beatles crowded house and the birds and i was like oh okay like separately no but together i see what they're they're doing there so yeah i think if you like that kind of thing you should check johan out who is a band and not a person thanks to these that just reminds me of another band. Basically, I couldn't really work out what is the sound of the Netherlands. You know what I mean? Like when you listen to maybe like Swedish indie, there's a, they all have a similar sort of vibe. I can work out, okay, that sounds very Swedish. Then that, that sounds like it's from America. That sounds like it's from Australia. But with this playlist, I couldn't really work out what 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 is a, what's the most popular vibe in the guitar arena for Netherlands. Maybe there isn't one. I was just going to say, it made me think that there is a Dutch pop sound because some of the poppier songs on here remind me and apologies Lotta, i actually can't remember your opinion on eurovision but reminded me of some of the entries that the netherlands has put forward for eurovision where it's like it's not sweden but it's not a million miles away from sweden and every now and again also the netherlands love to put in a country western song in eurovision bafflingly that i don't understand i was gonna say that um it reminded me also of the article you sent me earlier this week um where they said that the Netherlands is very good at imitating other countries. Oh, so I think that's dear. what might be going on. That's what might might be going on uh, it, for guitar music as well. They don't really have their own sound, with the exception, which was also noted in the um, in that article. For I suppose you could call it comedy music. The Dutch are very good at comedy, and they do comedy in musical form very well as well. But yeah, most of that's in Dutch, so you would have to speak Dutch to appreciate it fully. Interesting. Uh, the article, which I realised I forgot to send to you, Fran, sorry about that, is um, there was a Guardian, Guardian article earlier this year which picked like the top 10 Dutch songs. And the next pick actually is one of the picks in uh, in that list. So yeah, Lotta, what's your second choice? Yeah, so my second choice is a band called Betty Serviet, which is also not a name, by the way, uh, with their song Smack, which is absolutely not their best known song. Um. They are interesting in that the singer was born in Canada to Dutch parents and then moved back to the Netherlands at the age of seven. But apparently her first language is still English and she's really struggled with the language barrier once moving here. But so yeah, so they sing in English, obviously. They're, I had to look up what their name actually means. I mean, literally, I know what it means. It means Betty serves. But apparently they were named after a Dutch tennis player whose first name is Betty. And Betty serves is just, it means, uh, it's the announcement of who is going to serve next in a tennis match. So it means Betty to serve. And she actually wrote 
a tennis guidebook, which is called Betty Serviet as well, the, the Dutch tennis player. So that's what they're named after. I had never known until last week. But uh, yeah, they're also consistently ranked very high up on um, these Dutch lists of indie music. I did know this song when it came out in 2003, but that's only because it was on a um, compilation CD from Belgian radio station Studio Brussel. No idea why it was on there, <laughs> but it was, and I really loved that song, so uh, I picked it. Uh, it's also the last song I picked to go on the playlist because I had uh, chosen nine songs, and there was one from 97, one from 2013, and the rest was all 2019 and later, and I thought, no, this <laughs> can't be true. I mean, there's got to be something that's older than that. So I went looking, and then I stumbled across that compilation CD I had, and I thought, yes, I'll pick that one. But yeah, the famous song that they have is called Palomine from the uh, album with the same name, which is their first album that they released in 93. But I, I prefer the, the later sound, actually. So the very first album that they made is by far the, the, the better known one in the Netherlands. But I actually prefer the later songs. So I'm, I'm sorry for Betty, but actually, I think when you hear the, the famous, very famous song from their first, first album, you've heard the first album, <laughs> basically. Yeah, that seemed to be some of the criticism when, when you read about it, that like a lot of their songs sound the same. Mm -hmm. yeah i do agree with that but so yeah I, this song smack i think it's it's fun it's catchy i love to sing along to it as a teenager so uh, as a teenager you knew this as a teenager and you didn't present this to me on a I on know. a bird cd lotta come on come i know on. <laughs> but yeah no, I, I do admit that i never looked beyond this one song when i was a teenager sure. so and i don't really know why because uh, I did, I listened to a couple of their albums um, the past two or three weeks, and I did enjoy them. So, well, the later ones. <laughs> nice. So, Fran, were you smacked in the head or smacked in the genitals? <laughs> um, a, a bit of both, which is what I like. Um, I did listen to a pan of mine. It sounds like a different band altogether, doesn't it? Really, I was shocked. Um, so, yeah, so this is two thousand and three. For me, this sounds like Elastica, nineteen ninety four. Um, with a semi-lazy grunge chewing gum bar vocal. I don't know what that means. Um, I mean something maybe. Um, it's, it's a little bit done before. It's it's exciting to a point, but it's something that, that I hate. Well, I don't hate sax, but people may know that I'm not a big fan of the horn. I'm also not a big fan of whistling. So when there's whistling, I was like, oh dear. Um, I don't know what seesaw jigsaw means, anyone? Out, Are you trying that? to do a jigsaw on a seesaw? You might need like a lap tray or something if you're. But um, when this playlist ended, Spotify instantly played me "Wake Up" by Lassica. So even they, <laughs> even they, I think, hang on, I know what you like. Uh, yeah, it's interesting you say Lassica because they're a band that I definitely don't know enough about, and uh, maybe we'll cover in a future episode I only know connection basically and that's it for me it reminded me of the Swedish band whale that we've mentioned before because it's like oh it's guitars but it's quirky and as it continued it felt a bit whole but you know kind of karma karma whole I adored this song I thought the smack in the middle was really catchy and just stayed in my head very quickly I very much enjoyed the whistling and the whispering and the different harmonies and how they were just noises coming in at any one time which seems to be a bit of a theme of the 
I feel like if there's a theme to this playlist, it's songs don't go where you expect them and there's random noises, which, you know, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of that. And yeah, it was interesting to read about, like, I think several of their albums were reviewed by Pitchfork, for example, and they supported Belly, Dinosaur Jr. and Jeff Buckley. So I'm like, how on earth <laughs> did they not get bigger? Uh, is it because, you know, their albums sounded too similar and the, the critics weren't so nice, so it didn't go beyond that but the fact that they support i mean jeff buckley come on that's uh that's really huge um and yeah in the guardian article the the guardian said their debut album palomine was a high point for european guitar music in an era dominated by the us and the uk and yeah i i i think okay i haven't listened to it but um i thought this was really catchy and i thought oh this would be like a perfect soundtrack for an american indie movie and actually some of their songs have soundtrack the oc and my so-called life which yeah makes sense but yeah again to to have that kind of in, more of an international reach than johan right to be touring with these british and american stars but still i guess mostly being in the netherlands it really surprised me were they supporting this bands in netherlands so maybe they were I, I didn't i didn't go and check i did not go on setlist fm or or whatever how the equivalent could, how is. could you i'm sorry <laughs> i've let you all down guys down. Write, write in if you know the answers <laughs> Uh, but moving on to your third song, we are now venturing. Well, I don't know. I've put synth pop psychedelia, but uh, what's what's your? How would you label your third pick, Lise Lottin? What is it? <laughs> See, that's not a bad description. I was going to say that most of the stuff he does, and the artist is called Jet Rebel, is actually more jazzy, bluesy, soul-ish. Okay. But his most famous songs are just up-tempo, fun. Uh, well, I'm going to call it generic pop music, but that doesn't do it justice, really. <laughs> generic for you is a positive word, apparently. <laughs> no, really. So his his better known songs are just these really fun songs that you can sing along to as well. But the one I picked, which is called Should Have Told You from his uh, uh, double EP, that he, the first one that he did release back in 2013, um, it's actually it's an album track, so it wasn't ever a single. But it, I think it just it's more of a crossover between these jazzy songs that he has and the more popular, fun, up-tempo ones. And I think it's it's a nice showcase of his uh, voice and emotion that he puts into the, his music, because you can really hear that in the jazzy songs as well. But then the jazzy genre is just not really my thing. I I prefer the the faster. Amen, songs. sister. Amen. Me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought this was a nice crossover. Um, have you heard of this guy? Oh, I guess you haven't. If you uh, never heard of this guy before, Fran, what did you think of Jet Rebel? Nice name. <laughs> when you think of Jet Rebel, I, it's I not thought, his real name. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't really live up to the name. This song in particular. Um, this is kind of more of like a retro seventies vibe. It's even got the vocoder. Um, it's uh, a little bit of Stevie Wonder, a little bit of M.O.R. radio. It's a, a, a touch too repetitive for me. Um, but what I did find interesting is that he's producing the next Hall & Oates album. What? Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's insane. My, that, also, that's my, Hall & Oates have an album coming out? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's my, I mean, obviously this is from Wikipedia, but it, 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 it's too random for something to make up, surely. Um, but, and he seems to be quite into production. He's a big analog fan. He doesn't believe in this at all. I did check out mm. uh, Louise and Do you Love Me at all, but it seemed a lot more instant. I, I said, you know, you can imagine he's being a hit. I think they've got like four, four million players on Spotify. So obviously, he's quite a, a big star, I guess, in the Netherlands. But 
this track didn't really do a lot for me, but I do like songs from this playlist. I don't hate anything, but for me, this is not not the best track I've heard so far. Babs? Yeah, yeah. I think I think actually, I I agree with you, Fran. Um, yeah. So going back to the numbers, it was interesting because I also noted that his songs have millions of plays, but actually he only has forty thousand monthly listeners. And I was like, okay, there's there's some passionate fans there. Um, yeah. Again, I. I didn't dislike I quite liked the groove and yeah I wrote this yet yeah, weird synth pop psychedelia it reminded me a lot of um the New Zealander Conan Moccasin I don't know if you know him but like a little bit less weird a little bit more mainstream and I thought this sound was ready made for Eurovision see this I can imagine the Netherlands putting something forward like it especially when then you read about him as a person where basically um he like is very androgynous in appearance and he's ba- he's basically said like um, I want to express myself kind of as I feel. He, It was really interesting to read about his family life. So basically his parents played in socialist music groups where like they at one point moved to the other side of the country and then would still like every Saturday go and play at these like socialist events. Um, like in all these demonstrations against like racism and nuclear energy and weapons, and it was it was so funny to read that because the slickness and the production of the music is so not that, but it seems like it very much has influenced the themes of of his of his songs. And yeah, he, when when you go and look at pictures of him, like he seems like a very interesting person. Like I wonder a lot. Have you seen him live? Like it, it might be quite interesting, right? I have actually. Yes, I I saw him do um his sort of acoustic set. It was um. Uh, a singer-songwriter festival that I saw him at, at a theater. And I remember there was one grand piano on the stage, and I, but I think he must have had guitars as well. And at one point he was lying on his back on the piano, like playing with his hands behind him. Wow. And he was just having a grand old time. He loved it. Like at the end he said, can I please do like another hour of this? Because <laughs> he was just having so much fun. And he was really good. He, um, he was improvising left, right and center. But yeah, he's he's so talented. Like he he plays probably I don't know fifty instruments. I don't know. He, reco- he recorded all of the instruments on his first album himself, and probably most on all the all the other albums as well. Yeah, no, he uh, he claims to have written more than three thousand songs, and he's only thirty two. Mm, I, I read yeah, I read that he was doing music since he's five years old or something ridiculous. So mm-hmm. he's one of those annoyingly amazing prodigies, and I can play five chords on the guitar. <laughs> you can play more than that, Fran. I've, wow, I've come seen... on. I don't, uh, I don't at know. least 10. Come on. Wow. <laughs> Even though like this wasn't one of my favorites, I would be very curious to see him live. So, you know, if he if he's around, I'll definitely go and check him out. Especially if he's playing the piano backwards. That sounds very impressive. I do like the name of his last album, the pre-apocalypse party playlist. <laughs> that sounds like a very kind of COVID era. That's, that's a lot to live up to. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> So yeah, Lotta, what's your what's your next pick? So next up is a band called Tape Toy with a song called Dive Deeper. And actually, I had a really, really tough time choosing for this one because I had two bands in mind that I wanted to pick and I only wanted to pick one of them because they're very similar. And the other band is Oot, which is spelled And how do you spell E-T. that? Thank you. Yeah, of course, of course it is because <laughs> Dutch and E sounds, why? Why make them easy yes, for us foreigners exactly. to understand? Yes, yes. <laughs> So they're very similar um, in style as well, and they both have female singers. I was actually meant to see them live uh, on a double bill um, in, back in 2021, but obviously then that didn't happen, and the, the gig ne- never happened afterwards either, unfortunately. So I don't think I've seen them live, uh, unfortunately. 
but uh, yeah, no, I just I just really love this song, and that's why I ended up picking this band. I love the guitars in the beginning. I love the key keyboard riff. I love the pace of it. I love the harmonies. And after I finished the playlist, I thought, oh, this is actually quite a lot more recent than Betty Servet. But somehow, some of their songs. This is not really. I listened to their album as well. This is not like the rest of the album. So I thought maybe they were influenced by Betty mm. Servet. Who knows? Fran, do you want to dive deeper or do you want to run away? I like this. I like it a lot. So they describe the sound as bubble grunge. Which uh, Matt from Pekadisc loves as a genre, by the way, so shout out to him. He does. Does he, does he also agree that, you know, louder than Gwen Safani, happier than Nirvana? <laughs> that, that, that's... <laughs> that's a great tag. I did not see that. <laughs> um, I enjoy the Toy Key Devo sound. I'm big fan of that. It's got a little bit of Britpop in there, the fuzzy guitars. I can hear Blur, I can hear Supergrass, I can hear Ash. Apparently, this is the first song they ever wrote. So, pretty good first try, pretty good first try. So, this is my favorite so far. And I also enjoy Sick Sick. So, I will check them out. And I was shocked to find out they have less than 5,000 plays a month. We need to get it up, guys. Yeah, I love this too. And I was actually a bit skeptical of that distorted guitar sound at the beginning because I was like, oh, were they trying to be like, hey, here's us in the studio. This is what our guitar sound like. Um, but then it started and I was like, oh, this is this is great. I really like the fact that, you know, they take it in terms, in terms of vocal duties. I like the surf rock um, vibes and they're mixed with that kind of guitar and the driving bass. And I've written that the synth line, synth line is very water-like, maybe because it has this kind of surf rock sound and yeah i was really intrigued because um they were a school assignment from the conservatory of amsterdam where they studied at the pop academy and i was like what the fuck is the pop academy and can we go there <laughs> like and they're not the only band that also started there's another band coming up from uh similar and i'm like wow what is the netherlands doing correct it reminded me again because i think there are comparisons with scandinavia to be honest with sweden especially in terms of the sound when it comes to to the pop and rock on here and I was like, oh, you know, is is the Netherlands somewhere where you do have those kinds of schools where people can go to uh, and and study music? Uh, yeah, Doctor, what, what do you know? Have you heard of the Pop Academy? Tell me more if so. <laughs> I have, I have. Yeah, no, that's, it's actually not uncommon to hear of bands that make it uh, because they've been to these academies together. Yeah. Um, I can't name you one off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, no, I, it's it's one of those things where you read about them uh, forming out an academy, and sometimes, like in this case, they didn't choose each other; they were just put together yeah. as a as a group. And it X Factor style, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it really worked. So yeah, no, it's it's not uncommon to hear that uh, that that's happened. See, the uh, only the only British band that I can think of recently where that happened is Jockstrap, uh, who were studying. I can't remember which music school in the UK, but I feel like. Those are not stories that I hear very often. And like I said, another band coming up later also were kind of a school project kind of thing. Um, well, in the UK, we have the Brit School. It's obviously where the yes. Cougars came from and uh, Katie Mellower. But it's also more acting, right? Like also... Um, mm, yeah, it's people. a bit more bit more fame. As my own reference, which is 40 years old. Um, but yeah... <laughs> Although we have we have um yeah, we had a former guest didn't we who taught at British Institute of Music, that's a, yeah that yeah that, yeah that pushes a lot of uh of people into the music industry from Brighton. 
Yeah, but I guess uh, maybe maybe because, you know, obviously a lot of the information here was was in Dutch and Fran and I made good use of the of the Google Translate or actually uh, quite a few Wikipedia articles were in English. And I'm like, this is a very wise move, because if you want to kind of push your back, like, yeah, translate mm. it into English. Um, so I guess, yeah, it's maybe a bit more difficult to find that easy information. But um, I guess when you're not really looking for that when you're researching brands in general. But yeah, it just it, it did surprise me that on a playlist of 10 to to a foot like that but yeah no i thought sounds like we all we all like it um yeah the guitar drilling with itself towards the end that's the Lovely end of arts. part one nice do you like music and do you like podcasts chances are you like music podcasts Take this one for example, Pick a Disc. I'm Matt Latham, and every fortnight a guest comes on to Pick a Disc to talk about an album for any reason that they want to. We'll talk about the, the album as a whole, we talk about the songs, we talk about any personal stories about the album, and if they've ever seen the band live, and all, all sorts of other crazy tangents. And if any point any of that made you want to listen to Pick a Disc, then you can find us on your podcast apps of choice, or on the Facebooks and Twitters and Instagram under Pick a Disc. We're also on the We Made This Podcast Network on We Made This Network and on Twitter at we underscore made this. Goodbye. So what's your next pick, Lotta? All right, up next we have a band called Banji, and I only today found out that that's Japanese for all-encompassing. Mm. Mm. And I picked their very first single, which is called Listen. And I was really surprised with the number of monthly listeners they have on Spotify, which is in July almost double what they had in June. So in oh, July wow. it was almost 130,000, and in June it was 65,000. So I'm wondering if they are touring and playing festivals and winning over souls. Mm-hmm. You would hope so. Yeah. They're not actually that big in the Netherlands, I feel. So I'm wondering if they're getting international attention. But uh, yeah, no, their Spotify bio mentions that they sound like the Dandy Warhols, which I thought was quite accurate. Interesting. And, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, generally, like you guys, I don't really pay attention to the lyrics. So there's a few songs on this list where I have absolutely no idea what they're about. But this one, it just makes me smile. Oh, yeah. yeah. Despite the theme, actually, because it's about fighting and arguing. But uh, yeah, no, it's just, it picks out these moments in life that are very, um, that they're easy to recognize. And that's what makes me smile about these lyrics. Fran, are you listening? Oh, I, I, well, I, I was listening. And also I was having a search to see if that song has been played on an advert or something, which was why it might have had a spike. But I can't see why they've suddenly become popular. Um, I did see an article in the UK which asked them why they do sing in English. And I guess like most bands, there's a little all the music we grew up with was English, so it makes sense. We've tried to use Dutch lyrics, um, but we'll keep that to one side maybe later. <laughs> but that's, that's a lot of, of bands. So, you know, if 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 your music collection is English, I guess to them it feels natural singing that. Um but yeah, it's got I like quite like the spidery guitar, the scattered percussion, the funky keys. I for maybe Beck a little bit and then modern Beck. Yeah. Yeah, and then maybe junior senior with that hyperactive indie pop sound, as I was thinking. So yeah, I quite enjoy this. But um Baz, what what's your thoughts? I yeah, I really love this. In part also because of the lyrics. I really like how the fact he says, When you tell me I'm a dick, and it's very badly bleeped out, like you can still hear him clearly saying dick, but um it's uh, it's bleeped. 
my um what does this sound like i thought it sounded a bit like the austrian band bilderbuch who i think i've mentioned to friend before but lotta i don't know if you know them but i highly highly recommend them it's one again one of those bands massive in austria but i have never heard anyone non-german speaking mentioning them and i think i might have an answer to you as to why they're suddenly bigger they but i don't know when they did this but they had they did an after show set for vampire weekend and i just uh-huh. went to look at the cities of the of the Spotify place, number one is Los Angeles and number two is Amsterdam. So they have more listeners in Los Angeles and Amsterdam. Denver is third, Seattle is fourth, and Rotterdam is fifth. So that makes it seem to me that you know maybe they've gone to America, maybe they've done South by Southwest or something like that, where that also really really helps. Because initially I thought actually they're signed with Pius, which is a Belgian label, and I think this song or um, one of their albums was recorded in a studio down the road from me. <laughs> realized in in excel near the university and i was like oh my god like a pious band singing in english that i haven't heard of um but no i loved it i loved how his voice is so dispassionate against the synths and that again as with betty servit where smack in the middle got stuck in my head the don't talk just listen uh i thought was really really catchy dandy warhols though yeah I, i feel like it depends what era of dandy warhols but i need to listen to more of their songs to see did you watch the video for this by any chance? I did not. T- tell us what's it like. It's really funny. It's um, but it, it looks like it, they were just looking for an excuse to have a food fight, basically. Nice. So there's there's they're just throwing food at each other, and there's also some very 1960s vibes going on in the video that I didn't really understand. But uh, yeah, no, they seem to be just having fun throwing ketchup all over each other. It was it's quite funny. So which makes sense yeah. given that one of the lines is "and I embarrass you in restaurants," right? So. <laughs> yeah i suppose (laughs) yeah i thought it was very relatable the like you said picking out the life Mm. moments i embarrass you in restaurants that leaves no room for dessert you tell me i'm the worst for just asking what the problem was they're staring at us like we're a circus show just leave she said we'll finish this at home Ooh, cutting Mm -hmm. cutting yeah i also really like the the sound effect on oh blow (laughs) very good yeah has anyone ever had a food fight in real life i've never met anyone no, I think no. for the video, they just really wanted to have one no. because they couldn't ever have one in real life. No, but guys, if you want to send us money to, to do one, <laughs> we'll do one online and broadcast it. No worries. <laughs> um, We're going in, in a bit of a different vibe for your next pick, Lotta. So what's your sixth pick? Absolutely. Yeah. So a couple months ago, or I was watching the Pink Pop Festival here in the Netherlands. I was watching it on TV because they do broadcast quite a lot of it uh, live. So it's the name of the artist uh, as a singer-songwriter. And she is from Limburg, obviously, which is where the festival Ping Pop happens. So every year the festival used to have a contest, actually, for local bands that they could win the opening spots of the festival. Um, They actually stopped doing that a couple of years ago, but she did win a different contest, which still allowed her to open the festival. So, you know, same thing. But so, yeah, no, so I saw her on TV and I went to look her up and I thought, wow, this is really a different kind of sound. I've not heard any Dutch band sound like this in the Netherlands. So that's why I uh, picked this. I really like this song as well. But it was, I only found out about this a couple of weeks ago, but apparently the song's already been out for three years because it was released in 2020, apparently. So, yeah, I thought uh, let's include something super different and for me, at least super new as well. Fran, are you running towards or away? 
Um, I'm running towards and give them a big hug. Um, I enjoy this. Um, it's yeah, it's a quite a different vibe to most of the playlist. Uh, it's got that sort of Bat Flashes, Lana Del Rey vibe, um, cellos, guitar. I watched a great live version with just her guitarist and a, and a cellist, and it's a, a lush, beautiful track. She's got a great voice. Um, yeah, um. I would definitely add this to a playlist, and I have. This is this is on my my like list, and uh, so thank you for introducing me to. Is it Medus? I can't. I can't I said it. Guessing Medu. 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 I think so. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. that's a a tram station in Brussels as well. It I is. Have no idea. That is what I thought of when I saw it, <laughs> and I was like, but with, without the X um, in uh, in Brussels. Um, well, yeah, I I wanted to ask you, Lata, did you pick this because you are also a runner? <laughs> In part, yes, I, I did. <laughs> yeah. did you, was this on your running playlist? I, I went, although, I don't know, it's a bit maybe... Yeah, this no, isn't great. No, not the right uh, <laughs> Not the right pace, tempo. Really. No. Um, yeah, I, I really like this. Really atmospheric best use of the word irresolute that i've ever heard in my life and i was thinking like again like that whole thing of wow would i know how to say irresolute or anything like that in dutch absolutely not it's just incredible how uh, how dutch people speak english so well i thought it could have soundtracked the german tv show dark if you've seen that it is exactly that level of uh, of vibes and yeah when when the strings come in i really like how they come in first kind of quietly with other instruments but then they come in later and it's really impressive um and how it contrasts against stuff like the military drums um yeah really really great song like when it like right at the beginning i was like oh it's a quieter one but um no I, I thought it was really good and i saw from her um from her website that she's playing live in spain and france this summer so i'm like oh that's really great that she's doing kind of international festivals as well and she studied not at the pop academy but at the rock academy in tilburg lotta what is the rock academy tell us more can we go there what is this <laughs> i've never heard of such a thing oh sign me up yeah it's it's uh yeah it's a um, it's a real life school of rock basically oh my god tilburg is yes, i've just been to tilburg for bloody bus secret festival i need to go back why did i not do a stop off there but yeah interesting that the uh she's from the school of rock and this is the least rocky out of all the <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes true true the uh the, the definition of rock has expanded into like you know a bit more a bit more dark wave so your next pick lotta is the only song in dutch on this list so yeah. tell us more I instantly knew I wanted to include something in Dutch and there were two songs that I had a very hard time choosing and they are actually both at least partly COVID inspired hmm. so the the one that I did not pick I still wanted to mention them of course. It's a, You're it's a really good song um, by an artist called Foco and actually yes that is his real name how are we spelling that <laughs> F-O-K-K-O. Okay, interesting. The song is called Karen heeft geen corona, which means Karen doesn't have COVID. And it's a it's a really fun, lighthearted song um, about a middle-aged woman who stays at home pretending to have COVID and having a grand old time in two weeks of isolation because this was released in early 2021. Uh, and just having so much fun lounging around on our couch, watching TV, not having any sort of obligations. And that is also exactly what the video is. And it's hilarious. So do go and check that out. But uh, in the end, I ended up choosing um, the band Wies with their uh, song Benjamin because it has a, well, it has a very good message. Um, 
they were already working on the song when at one press conference uh, during COVID, uh, one of those weekly press conferences where the prime minister would announce whether things were shutting down or whether things were opening up again. And um, at this point, there was um, a lockdown that was just about to end. So things were opening up very slightly, but um, not, not everything was opening up. And he said, this is a major disappointment for sec sectors that are not reopening, the cultural sector. But of course, you can just rehearse with your band as usual. And the, the word that he used for band is bench, which is the diminutive of the word band. So literally it means little band. And you might use that for um, an amateur band who has absolutely zero professional uh, ambitions. But he used it in such a way that it seemed to refer, refer to all musicians. So in that context, it's just really condescending. And people use it actually quite a lot to refer to professional musicians, which is just not very nice because they're serious people who are really working to earn mm -hmm. an income. And people, it sort of just assumes that people do this as a hobby and don't expect to be paid for um, the art that they make. So when he used that word, the prime minister, it just it rubbed them up the wrong way and they were not happy because they were already not they already felt that they weren't being taken seriously and then he used that word and they were like okay that's this is just the final piece of the puzzle and this is the song that is just going to be our rage against um Mark being Ritter. seen as amateurs so yeah and I, I really like this song. It's just it's got such a good message, and it's probably my favorite song on the on the playlist. It's really heartfelt, and it's short but not sweet. It's quite spicy, I think. I really like that they sing in Dutch as well. So they they only sing in Dutch, which I think is quite uh, uh, a feat in in the indie scene. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a good song. I, did you Google what the lyrics actually mean? I did. And I even understood the first line. I was so happy. Uh -huh. I was so happy. I was like, Kohatsha, that means how are you? And yes. band means band and shirt. <laughs> so yeah, I was very proud. Yeah, so the song is basically lines that people tell them and then they get so sick of hearing. So it's like, how is your band doing? Are you famous yet? As if like being famous is the only reason of being in a band. But uh, yeah, so I, I really like the message of this and it's just really short. And I'm actually... Uh, I, I do like their other songs, but I wish more of their songs were like this one because it is their loudest song. So just to check, you, you mentioned that you, you wanted us to watch the video, right? Because that's how you heard about the song. Is the speech that the Prime Minister is given, giving at the beginning of that video? Because there is like a, a speech in Dutch. Is that what they're yeah. yeah, so that so is it's the a Prime real Minister. riposte. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So it is really what he said. And uh, um, so the video is, it starts with that audio clip from the press conference. And then they play the song clearly at a music venue. And then when the song ends, the camera turns towards the the room. So the rest of the venue and it's empty because they were not allowed to perform yeah. at that time. And even though other sectors were opening up, they were still not allowed to play any actual music venues. So that was their protest. And what I really liked at the very end, so they, they turn towards the, the venue, they take a bow in front of an empty venue and then they go off stage. And then when as they walk off stage, there's this one person just chanting, we want more, we <laughs> want more. And it just sounds so sad. <laughs> very strong message then, wow, yeah. Fran, 
Did you like this band or bandship? It's nice to know that it wasn't just the UK who have fucking over musicians during COVID because, you know, we uh, my, my, Boris Johnson didn't support anyone. And then obviously we had a, a campaign telling uh, people in the arts to uh, get into IT. So, you know, the f- fuck off your, your band or your art you've been in for the past 20 years and, you know, become an IT technician because, you know, that, that's, what, that's what matters. Um, yeah, I I found out what it's about and, yeah, I did listen to other tracks and, uh, well, I can't speak that, but here we go. Uh, Soms is het to lot. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed that track. Um, so, yeah, they do sound quite different. Uh I thought when I first heard this, it was kind of like a like a, a brash '90s grungy bit Wolf Alice machine gun uh, drums repetitive to the point. Um, I enjoyed it, but so I was I was ready for a similar vibe. And yeah, they seem to change per track. And I uh, mentioned to Babs that they've done a Dutch version of Creep. They did, which yes. is, which is yeah. quite yeah. ballsy to convert into that, and it's brilliant. And like, yeah, I was, I was, I was blown away by how great it was that only three of them can create that sound. And I think that was on that radio show you you mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I enjoyed it. That's what one and a half one and a half minutes protest song. Why not? Thank you very much. I had to say thank you very much in Dutch, by the way. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. I basically broadly agree with the both of you um i would just say when i saw that it was one minute seven i was like well i guess this is lisa lotta's punk song um and then it wasn't right it was uh it was more garage rock but uh, like yeah the way it goes through the motions how it starts with just her beautiful voice and some guitar picking then it gets really noisy then there's even a piano line in that comes in that i didn't mind but the cherry on the cake really for me was that bit at the end where you know all the noise all the instruments go away it's just the band harmonizing and you hear a tiny bit of xylophone and it's very like clinky and i thought that was so funny because it's like the message that they're trying to uh make come across as so like in your face but then you know have this like lovely little harmonizing and some xylophone and yeah like you fran i went to listen to zoms or whatever it's called i didn't write it down um and i thought oh okay they don't all sound like this so I, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to go much more into this. I'd rather wait till Lisa Lotta comes. And then literally 15 minutes before coming on here, heard the creep cover and I thought, wow. <laughs> because, yeah, not only, like, it sounds it sounds great in Dutch to me. You know, it's not a language I know particularly well, but it sounds good. But the loud quiet that they managed to achieve is, is really good. They're clearly very good at this. Very good at kind of uh, modulating emotion and, and drive. So... Yeah, Lotta, is there any other song of theirs that sounds like this, do you know, or or not really? Most of the songs are not like uh, Bencher or um, Creep, I would say. But there is some variation in there, and there's quite a, uh, a nice ballad in there that I remember. And if you want to, because you mentioned uh, this was going to be my uh, punk song, I did come across a punk band that I didn't know before when I was doing research, and they made me laugh so much. It's all in Dutch also. But they're called Hang Youth, and they have, um, well, they, I think they have songs. Probably more, the longest one was one minute, and the shortest wow. one was I think ten seconds probably. And there's there was one which was called um, We Hate Spotify, but please don't kick us off. <laughs> nice. <laughs> there was one called I would give away my kidney for to stop Mark Rutte from becoming the prime minister a fourth time. <laughs> wow, they got um, their wish. So- yeah. There was another one, I think the name was uh, Shell is a fine company. So, oh dear. Uh, yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Hoping that's with tongue in cheek. 
yeah if you are into punk do go check them out because they made me laugh so much that's great I mean, yeah, as someone who has, let's say, learnt Dutch on and off, that that is the best way to do it. I, I would also want to give a shout out, actually, before I forget, the only um, Dutch uh, Dutch speaking artist that I know more of and I have seen her life is Effie de Visser. I would really recommend her, even though that's more of a synth route than a, than a rock route from, from what I've seen. Um, but there's a really great remix of a song, Nato, which is fantastic. And now that I've mentioned it, I can add it to the playlist. Hooray. And we're coming up to your ninth, no, eighth pick. Lotta, what's your eighth yes, pick? Yes, indeed. Well, I think this is by far the most popular song, at least in the Netherlands, of the whole playlist. They have almost one million monthly listeners. Uh, it's a band called Sommieux. The Dutch have a thing for French names. So Clearly. most people will have absolutely no idea what it means, but they love French names. So um, I picked the song Multicolor simply because I absolutely adore this song. It's quite poppy, folky, but I love everything about it. It's cheerful. It's got a wonderful message of accepting people the way they are. It's like a rainbow. And that's what they look like on stage as well. They're like a rainbow on stage. There's always someone, at least with sparkly clothes. Uh, the singer usually has sparkly uh, trousers on. There's pink, blue green everything's on there and it, i just love it everything about it i've heard it a million times but every time i do hear it i just can't help but sing and dance along i imagine you hate this part <laughs> well I, I can go first <laughs> if you like so when, when it started i was like oh god this sounds terrible um i thought the the beginning with the piano and the synth strings it sounded a bit to me like primal scream which i just wasn't expecting but the colors dripped into my brain I think he has a great voice and it, it is cheesy as hell. But I, I embraced it. Like, I was just like, ah, oh, you know, like, Sommier have got me. You know, I didn't save it, but I actually don't mind it anymore. <laughs> but, and it reminded me a little bit of Fran of the Ark. Uh, like a popular version of the Ark. But yeah, I, I wonder if you will like it more than me, Fran. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like the strings, but then it becomes like the feeling mix of Robbie Williams. It almost sounds a little bit like Let Me Entertain You, but like a cabaret version. Oh, yeah. um, it's okay. it's a little bit your version. It's got pop, pop hooks, but it's a, a slightly bit too wet for me. I would dance to it because you know, I love a bit of a dance, but I just think it's not amazing production. I, I can I, I feel like there's a better song in there, but it's not pushing the right elements sort of to the forefront. So I think if it had a remix it would help. Um as someone who's English, I'm never a fan of the American spelling in in your in Europe. <laughs> Guys who are in Europe, you spell colour for Get bloody over you. it. You're not, never. You're not the Empire I anymore. You. I will fight. We're in Europe together. <laughs> yeah. Just not near you. Yeah, unfortunately, this is my least favourite song on the playlist. But interesting, you mentioned them having a rainbow colour. When I saw them on YouTube doing a live performance, they're all in beige. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's like if it was a joke because it's called multicolour, maybe, but yeah. I don't know, when I saw them, they had, well, they had literally all the colours of rainbow on stage. Over underrated. So, moving on to track nine. Yes, which actually has a very unexpected link with Saumieux. So, the drummer and bass player of Saumieux are also in Wodan Boys, which sounds completely different. Wild. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, I know. When I heard this, I was like, what? These are these could not be the same people, but they are, absolutely. So I I've heard a discussion where someone's mentioned that Solmio is like their bigger commercial success, which allows them to be in a smaller indie band. Um, which on the one hand, I mean, it's good that it makes it possible, but on the other hand, it's kind of sad that that's necessary to be able to support an indie band. But so, uh, have you read their band bio on Spotify? Oh, I have. Do you want to read it out? Because it is very entertaining. <laughs> it is very good. It is. So their band bio is, here we go, Wodan Bo's bio. Let's be honest, you don't need another list of bands that we all like, nor a bunch of metaphors that make us look cool. High energy, loudmouth rock music. That's basically what it's about. Balancing on a thin line between chaotic violent guitars and cheeky melodic hooks. The 30p is better than the previous two, we think, yet we feel the first two are pretty cool as well. Wow. Godspeed, Tommy, Mickey B, Ollie, and Timo. Nice. I actually I saw a slightly different version, which ended with... When we're not vegan, didn't have a hard childhood, and yet fully aware we're all on the same sinking ship. <laughs> oh yeah, I found that quote as well somewhere else. Yes. <laughs> it's nice that they haven't paid for PR. Because, you know, it's, it's nice to have the real band coming through, isn't it? Yeah, well, clearly they're doing their own PR. Yeah, PR, PR is for Somia, not for Low Done Boys. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I had a hard time picking just one song, by the way, because they have so many fun songs that i could have easily picked three or four other ones um but yeah so the one that has uh up to now been the most popular is bells which in one dutch indie radio um uh, ranking where the listeners could vote on the 100 best dutch songs this year they uh, ranked number 12 with this song and it was the highest entry this year so I was really glad to see that they're, um, well, maybe picking up on some success for the indie band as well. Um, I th it's a bit, it, it is a bit of a lad song, this one, but I think it fits within that comedy genre within the Netherlands where they're kind of taking the piss of lad songs as well. So, um, yeah, you can just really hear the fun, fun that they're having with it. And it's also the only song that they sing with a Dutch accent in English. So... Um, that's also what's making me think that this is not really them being very serious because they can sing without a Dutch accent in English. But uh, yeah, and at one point they sing, they, they shout one, two, three, four with a very, very thick The Hague accent in Dutch. And oh, The Hague. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I that's where they're from. Okay. So um, that, it, that just made me laugh so much. Yeah, I, I, I liked how they started it. it in Dutch in the middle of a yeah. song in English, yeah. And it is with a very uh, thick accent, so I, it immediately made me laugh. And I thought, okay, no, I have to, I really have to pick the song because it's just so fun. Do you like a Dutch band singing with a Dutch accent? Um, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know Lotta. You have opinions about, let's say, Dutch and Flemish accents because I remember Lotta explaining to me that so Studio Brussel, which is the kind of main alternative Belgian station, apparently. Correct me if I'm wrong, Lotta, but they use a high Dutch accent so it's like it's an accent that like no one in real life actually uses it's more like the posh in school so it sounds very unnatural and that's why you don't listen to them right yeah yeah indeed so the way they speak on that radio station is just how you would get taught dutch as a foreigner but that's not mm. how people really speak okay. um most people in belgium will also have a regional accent but the people at the radio station do not they're told to not speak with a regional accent 
like oh, RP yeah. of England. Like yeah, that, that yeah, BBC yeah. fake voice in the 50s. Okay, okay. It really surprises yeah, it's probably me. Probably not as posh, but it is it's it's just not how people speak mm. in real life. It's just not very natural, I would say. I think that's so. such a shame because like Belgium is such a small country and that is the kind of joy of it that one of the joys of it is like there are so many different accents i remember a belgian colleague telling me a story that his parents lived in villages eight kilometers apart and when like the mother was introduced to the the dad's parents it's like the grandmother knew what village she came from like even though like this is so close and yet there's these regional differences so what a shame to kind of flatten it out although is it kind of the anti kind of parochialism of belgium movement i don't know but I, i still feel like you should talk how you speak in real life I can tell that's them being themselves of of they putting on like the sweaty like sort of like bouncy around yoke sort of look or they probably are putting it on a bit more than they would normally but uh, yeah no I I don't think they're necessarily mocking people from the Hague they're just you know being lads <laughs> lads 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 did you like lads, it Fran? lads lads Yes, I did very much. I, I, I'm a big fan of uh, bands who have the uh, a single, the same title as a band like Talk Talk, Living in a Box, and, and the album as well, which is and, and Boys oh, Two. And yes, yeah, and yeah. Dupe. Um, this is a lot of fun, a lot of sweaty fellas. It reminds me of, of like the Gang of Four, a little bit idols, post punk rock and roll. I like it. I would be a uh, a Rudin, or say, is it a Rodin boy? Rodan, uh, yeah. A rodent boy for one night before I return back to be a Spice Girl again. <laughs> so, yeah. Those are the two extremes. It's like Barbie and Oppenheimer. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Lotta, this is the one band I knew because you'd recommended specifically to me Bells by by them and I, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd listened to it and I liked it and saved it. Yeah, I really like this because I like how it's, you know, sort of garage noise rock, but it goes a bit more, I didn't say melodic, but melodious in the in the chorus with the trying to change my mind. And then the way that the bass suddenly starts arpe- arpeggiating, don't know if that's a verb. Um, I really, I really enjoyed it. But, but it did, it did remind me actually of kind of Belgian noise rock. I feel like if, if you'd have told me that like a millionaire and evil superstars, some, someone like that, this was an earlier song, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, I can see what you mean. It's not a million. It's not totally, but it's not a million miles away um, from yeah, from that yeah. sound. There's also I I could not name you a different Dutch band that sounds like this. Um, okay, so that might also be. They just they don't sound Dutch. I think. And then they're not from Limburg, so they can't pop down to Belgian Limburg where all the bands <laughs> I just mentioned are from. So uh, so yeah, that that doesn't yes. tally. <laughs> w- would I be very wrong to say? It has a similar sound to The Witch Doctor by The Start. Or... Oh, The Start. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love The Start. They were the, they were the Dutch band at Best Kept Secret, by the way. The the Dutch band. Ah, ah. Yes. Yeah. They played all three days, right? They did. And I saw two and a half, like one and a half. <laughs> I, on the first night, they were last after Chemical Brothers, which was very intense. The second day, they were on very early, which I'm thinking, oh, that's a bit unfair to them. Um, and the third day, the, the, my one criticism of uh, Best Kept Secret was they had this um, stage. I've, I've forgotten the name now because it, it traumatizes so much. But basically, it was it was like a, a bunker or something. It was a very long tube where basically you could only see the bands if you were in the first five rows. Otherwise, you couldn't see a thing. So I actually started avoiding bands that were playing there because I'm like, I'm just not going to. I'm not going to enjoy it. But yeah, the start. Yeah, I think the start can go a bit more weird than electronic. I think they are a similar level of weird friend. I agree. And to your final track. Yes. So my final pick is the band The Vices. 
which is one of the bands I immediately knew, okay, they are going on my list. I, it was very hard to pick a song, but uh, I immediately knew, okay, yeah, the Vices really have to go on. Um, they work very hard. Um, I mean, there are no lazy musicians, but for them, really, I, I, I'm always blown away about what they do. Like, when COVID happened and everything was closed, they were like, there's an empty theater here, so we're going to play it anyway, and we're just going to live stream the gig. Um, they ho host their own festival oh, in wow. the city of Groningen, where they are from, and they started out with just hosting their own festival in Groningen, but now they host it in four cities in different countries. Like what? In different countries? Wow. A festival across different countries. Seriously. Like, and they, it's, a, it's an opportunity for them to give a platform to other bands, which is really nice. They do play it themselves, but I don't know if they always play it themselves. So I think that's just really nice. Uh, and it's just something else that a band can do. I did pick, end up picking a very quiet song by them. And actually, this is my uh, protest against what they call the Dutch disease, which is talking during gigs. Oh, I saw them live. Really? Yes, I saw them live in March of this year in Rotterdam at a um, not very large venue, but large enough to fit probably about 2000 people, I'd say. They played this song and it was basically only Floris, the, um, the singer with his guitar. And most of the audience was quiet. But there was this one group of friends and they were talking and laughing the entire time. And I was just like, shut up. This is a quiet song. I cannot believe that Floris did not hear this, that this was going on, but he was too polite to say anything. But um, actually, a couple weeks later, I heard that uh, there was a, an Arctic Monkeys gig at the largest venue in Amsterdam, the Ziggo Dome. And during one of their quiet songs, there was a lot of talking happening as well. And he actually said something, and rightfully so, I would say. I mean, I wasn't there, but I heard the recording of when it happened. And he was really like, why are you talking during my gig? And I mean, come on, it is true. Just shut up. Everyone's paid to be here. So... You know, pay attention. People want to listen. And if you're going to be talking during this quiet song, I'm not going to be able to hear this. So, uh, yeah, this is my passive aggressive protest I against talking during his <laughs> gigs. Because Bab says that the Belgian audience are, are pretty poor too. So. Well, yeah, but in the Belgium, it's almost the opposite. In Belgium, it's they're emotionless. <laughs> they're emotionless. And that's what annoys me because it's like you will be very close to the front and being like, I'm with my people. Let's all like jump up and down. And then people will just be standing there, like sometimes arms crossed. And for me, the biggest sin, uh, this is the Belgian sin for me. Uh, you have to tell me more about Dutch disease, by the way, but not clapping. People don't clap at the end of a song. And I'm like, people don't clap. It's the most basic. And it's like, okay, if you're holding a drink, sure. But like, no, they really like, there are there are people who go to gigs in at least this town. I, I really, I can't totally generalize what the Belgian, but in Brussels, there are people who go to gigs and they stand near the front and they don't clap. Um, and yeah, I've mentioned this before, but I'm mentioning it again. I was at a Peaches, Peaches, Peaches gig. And I was about 10 rows back and I was just, you know, but I wasn't doing anything crazy. And a girl tapped me to be like, you're dancing too much. And I was like, this is a Peaches gig. Go stand further back. Are you mad? So, uh, but you know, t t so Dutch disease, it's a real expression of, of something that happens quite frequently in concerts. Yeah, so it's just people talking all the time. Like, it's almost as if people go to concerts just to catch up with friends. It's uncanny. Seriously, like, they're talking the entire time. And like, they're tall. It doesn't matter where... So you can't see yes, them? Yes, they're tall. Oh. Exactly. So 
it's so annoying oh yeah no it's like whenever I go to kids I, I actually do try to get seated uh, tickets now just because I will be able to see something so uh, yeah no it's it's really a Dutch thing talking during gigs and it's it's not really accepted but it's accepted enough for people not to say anything unfortunately so yeah I mean regarding chatter I only get that at like um, a big gig where people who don't like music go to. So let's say, you know, Coldplay in Hyde Park, you get like people in the middle drinking champagne, just having a chat before they play that one song they know. But if it's like a, a proper gig just for that band, then no, I, I don't get a lot of chat. So that is, that would piss me massively. That would piss <laughs> me off. So, but it does, given the uh, stereotype of Dutch people being so direct, it surprises me that people don't constantly tell other people to shut the fuck up <laughs> as, as you did. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, you would expect them to say something, but no, I've never actually heard anyone tell anyone off for talking during gigs. Unfortunately, I'm too shy myself as well. So, When we go to a gig, what is your prime target? Where, where would you stand? So I now, unfortunately, I have to go front row. Wow, I know it's not cool. the best sound quality, but because I fucking hate having a phone in my face. So for me to go to the barrier means I get no phone and no chat. And usually you're surrounded by people who actually love the band. So you, you do get an atmosphere. And also the mosh pit is usually maybe like four or five rows behind me. Yeah, when you go to a, to see a band, where, whereabouts do you like to stand? Uh, for me, it would really depend on the band, I would say. like I There's not been very many bands where I've been front row, but... I will generally try to not be in the mosh pit either because I, I'm just not made for mosh pits. So I, I suppose more like second half, but then, yeah, you get the phones that you have to look at, which is not very nice. But yeah, if there's a seated option, I will try and go for that because I know I'll be able to see, but yeah, not all, not all venues have a seated option. Do you find that, that the atmosphere is sucked away when you sat down because you can't really like jump up and down. You've got to tap your thigh for the entire concert. <laughs> Yeah, some sometimes. Yeah, it, it also I suppose depends on the gig as well. Sometimes artists are very good at um, addressing the people in the seats as well, and that gets them going a bit more. But yeah, on average, I suppose it, it is. It does take away a bit of the atmosphere. But I think I would prefer that to not actually knowing what the stage looks like. Although, yeah, so I saw Sparks, um, which I mentioned on another episode, and it was an, an entirely seated venue, Cic Royale, in Brussels. And it was quite funny because basically, so there was like the the rows, you know, where everyone is on one level and then the, I don't know, the circle or the source where it starts going up. And for the first, I would say three or four songs, everyone was seated, but then slowly, surely people started standing up. And then um, this, I was in the second row of these kind of stalls. This this woman who was filming everything on her phone got really angry with the people who were standing up in the front row because they were blocking her. And she went to like confront them about it. And the security had, guard had to come and be like, if the artist wants the people to stand up, the people are standing up. <laughs> and then it was really funny because she was so angry and I was so happy because she was, she was being quite annoying with her phone. Uh, and then literally three songs later, she was also on her feet. Everyone was on their feet. And I was just like, the dynamics of this, how it changed. Like everyone's sitting down to like a few people and then kind of fights breaking out. Although I will say that uh, some people got out of their seats to go and dance in the kind of entrance exit bit. And that wasn't allowed. But anyway, I don't know, Lotto, if you want to wrap up the vices or if we move to, to Fran's thoughts, up to you. Uh, yeah, no, let me know what you think. Fran? Um... Yeah, so I this is when I started to check out the YouTube videos, and then I started to listen to a song, 
and then I realized halfway through, but it was not this song. <laughs> so I had to quickly uh, put a big red cross in my notes. So going back to uh, Falling Away, I said Arcade Fire vibe with the string intro, um, great melody, um, moody pop, um, a little bit known well during the, the sad years. Um, there's a, a Swedish band called Shout Out Louds. Um, has a has a, a very similar vocal style. Um, yeah, I I really enjoy I really enjoyed the song, and I listened to a couple of the others, and also um, yeah, I was also on board of those, and yeah, they're quite consistent. They've they've, they've released something every year since two thousand and nineteen. So oh, wow. yeah, uh, hopefully they will play the UK because I'd like to see this band live. Well, I read that they have supported Feeder and Youngblood, two previously mentioned Youngblood. I, like, Youngblood, that yeah, that's, really that's <laughs> surprised me. Again, I don't know, Lotta, if that was in the... Yeah, last, you... year they, last year they also supported Nothing But Thieves on their European tour. Okay, so. well, there we go. Um, yes, obviously it's a quiet song. I'm always scared of quiet songs, but um, I thought the strings were beautiful and, and the voice and the acoustic guitar and the way the kind of strings come in and out as well, very nice. It reminded me a bit of another Belgian band, uh, Girls in Hawaii. I don't know if you know them, Lotta, yeah, but they're yeah, from here. Yeah. I only know the from here to their album. Uh, that's that's my only reference. And yeah, I because they're from Groningen. Uh, I wrote a little bit about the ESNS. Do you know? I'm guessing you know this, Lotta. Yeah, not a slur. Yeah, exactly. Just what I was going to say. <laughs> um, but given that we've talked a lot about kind of how um, these music academies promoting people. ESNS is something I only heard about recently. I don't know if you've heard of it, Fran, but it's this very interesting showcase festival in Groningen, which runs every year. I read from since 1986, and it's quite key in kind of making not just Dutch bands, but like European bands quite mainstream. So there's there's like a European strand and a Dutch strand. And according to, I mean, their website, they've helped Arlo Parks, Dua Lipa, Fontaine's DC, Garden Red, Pit Bomb, and Wet Leg become much bigger than they are because it is a showcase fest- showcase festival where a lot of i guess industry people will come and see uh these new bands um and yeah they they've played there before which uh which yeah i'm sure i'm sure helped yeah yeah the so the sns esns is kind of regarded as a, as the south by southwest of europe basically yeah yeah no, it's really it's really fantastic and I, I yeah i hope more people get to know about it because i now like look forward to uh paul's esns posts to to find out kind of what's what's happening <laughs> so so yeah quiet but nice i thought you know yeah not not one of my absolute faves but uh but i i liked it what are your favorite venues to go to in in the netherlands um there is uh at part in the hague which is sort of like the ancien belgique i want to say in brussels i think mm-hmm. similar capacity similar layout with um stalls on the side mm-hmm. uh paradiso in amsterdam is quite nice as well as mm-hmm. is the melkweg which is similar as well in the amsterdam but i don't generally go to many amsterdam gigs because it's kind of hard to get to for me with public transports i enjoyed my audio holiday to the netherlands i came back liking at least five new artists and i will venture further definitely into devices and to um, tape toy and um, Woden voice. So thank you for opening the door to Netherlands indie rock. Hopefully you'll let me know some other bands when you, when you when you come across them. Absolutely, yes. 
Lotta, thank you so much for... We've done the, the Belgium. We've now done the Netherlands. So we just need to do the Luxembourg now to make the full Benelux set. I could, I think I could do I could do a 10-track playlist of Luxembourg songs, but that's, I think... Oh, really? <laughs> well, as in, I definitely with, could not. With research. <laughs> with research. <laughs> I would say, like, off the top of my head, I maybe know... Th- like as in know and know the songs three so thank you for for helping us complete that that first section and uh yeah who knows maybe you'll be back in future and uh yeah have a have a nice week see you tot scenes as they say yeah, in the netherlands tot scenes tot scenes tot scenes tot And that was our Dutch special with friend of the podcast, Lisa Lotte-Smits. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoy discovering Dutch bands. A few months on after the record, I am still listening to quite a lot of them, which is very fun. If you think Barbara, Fran, Lise Lotte, you have missed out on a ton of good Dutch bands, well, get in touch, guys. We're still on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it is today at OUMusicPod. We are on Instagram at OverUnderratedMusicPod and we're on Blue Sky also at OUMusicPod. You can also email us OverUnderratedMusicPod at gmail.com. Rock out, my dudes, or as the Dutch say, rock out, mine jongens. Once again, I'm very sorry if someone wants to give me lots of money so that I have time to go and learn Dutch properly. That would be wonderful. Tot ziens!